from Relay FM. This is virtual episode number 37. Today's show is brought to you by Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and Squarespace. Build it beautiful. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Fetici. Hello, Mike. Hello, Federico. How, how's the weather in London today? It's not too bad today, actually. <laughs> Just like any other day, basically. It's uh, cloudy. We have a chance of an election. Oh, oh yeah, you guys have uh, the, that, you know, politics yeah. stuff going on. The politics stuff is going on today. I, I know just because um, so I've been trying uh, again uh, Twitterific lately, you know. I, I like to, to stay on top of whatever's going on with Twitter clients. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, you, uh, you have the elections going on because I muffled the, the, the hashtag. I'm sorry. Can't get on board of muffling. Well, you just muffle and then mute, so... Yeah, they have muting now as well, right? Yeah, and they they let you do the so you can muffle usernames, hashtags, domains. So if you never want to see like the same site over and over, why and would they, you muffle if you could mute though? And it's quite a it's very subtle difference. So let's say there's like there's a big at least this is how I use it. Let's say there's like a, a TV show that. Everybody in Italy is watching. So I follow a couple of Italians on Twitter. And I don't want to see all the tweets cluttering up my timeline. But maybe if I'm scrolling and I feel like, yeah, whatever, I just want to see what this guy is saying about the TV show, I can just tap. So it's kind of it's kind of muted, but also you can tap it if you really want to. It's kind of an in-between. I don't know. It works for some stuff. It doesn't work for other stuff. So I just go to the settings and mute. But anyway, uh, I know about the elections. I, I saw the GE uh, 2015 hashtag, and I muffled like a boss. <laughs> yes. uh, so the weather, the weather actually. If you wanted to know how's the weather in Rome, it's really hot, Mike. So I'm using my air conditioner for the first time, and I feel great. And uh, yeah, it's it's been the summer is coming, and I'm pretty excited. You know about what? So I'm thinking of kind of renovating my balcony, and I want to is this have the the room balcony or the balcony. Oh yeah, it's balcony. it's kind of like another room. Basically, it's huge, and I want to put my TV um, on the balcony for you know when we have dinners uh, with friends outside. And I'm thinking I should put my Wii U and my PlayStation uh, outside when I invite friends over so we can have like Mario Kart 8 sessions on the balcony, you know, with a nice chilly breeze in, in, the, in the warm evenings. That sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that in my, in my camping area when I was, when I was younger. Uh, so it's before people ask, it's a what uh, I believe some Americans would call glamping. And we talked about this before. It's basically like a camping area where you can build a house. So I got this like, a, it's not a cabin. It's like... It's, it's at the beach though, right? So it's not really camping. It's by the beach. It's two minutes. It's a, there's like, um, uh, what's the name in English? I don't know. Pine trees. Is that possible? Oh, right. So it's in a little forest thing. Yeah, it's a it's a, like a typical Italian uh, landscape by the beach. Uh, there's the beach and like a little forest, mm-hmm. and it's a two minute walk from the beach. So when I was younger, uh, I went to this place for like three months. So school would stop in June and would resume in September, and from June to September, I would say I would stay at my beach house, and I would carry over with me just the PlayStation Two, the Nintendo Wii, the GameCube, everything, and with my friends, we would have this crazy long 
Kong, like tournaments with Super Smash Brothers, Pro Evolution Soccer, which I also, I, I, I kind of want to buy a soccer game again for the summer. You know, it's a, if you have Italian friends who are not really into video games, a soccer game is the perfect way to break the ice, you know, because everybody knows soccer besides me. I, I don't know how to play soccer games. I can kind of, you know, juggle my way around it in a way. And so all this to say, the weather is nice and it has me thinking about, you know, putting my TV on the balcony, you know, getting a nice setup with a, with, a, with a table, maybe a couch and invite friends over and play video games and drink beer, which is also another awesome thing that, that I like in the summer. Ice beer. I don't drink beer, but I like beer in the summer. I hate you right now. Why? That just sounds so lovely. Oh, it's amazing. And, and I have this crazy view of Rome. Oh, it's so it's so poetic <laughs> in a way. Like sometimes I, I I take pictures because I still can't believe that I managed to get this place, and I send pictures to my mom, and I, and I'm bragging with my mom, and she and she's like, "You're so lucky," and I am. I am lucky. I, I I'm also in a good mood today, Mike. So I want to talk about video game stuff with you because I feel very happy today. This is good. I'm happy. I like it when you're happy. It makes me happy. Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's very nice. Uh, so, Mike, tell me about the Oculus, the Oculus Rift, which you tried, I didn't. So, I feel like you need to tell me about it. So, uh, earlier this week, um, Oculus VR, which is now a division of Facebook, mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't remember, um, they posted to their blog that the the Rift uh, is going to be shipping in Q1 2016, um, which is the Obviously, the VR headset that everybody knows now, it's kind of been like the face of virtual reality, I guess, for the last yeah. couple of years. Um, and they're going to be taking uh, pre-orders in Q4 of this year. Um, they've got more details to come in the coming weeks, uh, it seems. Um, and they're going to be at E3. So over the next few weeks, they're going to be talking about some of mm. the software and the hardware stuff that they haven't yet spoken about, some of the games that's going to be coming um, and maybe some more of the advancements of, of of this model over the dev kits that have been, that they've been releasing over the last few years since the original Kickstarter. So E3 uh, 2015 is from June 16 to June 18. So it's uh, in about a month, uh, five weeks. So that's after WWDC this time though, right? Which after, is yes, perfect. I hate it when they uh, overlap. Yeah, like last year, I remember there was a lot of news and we needed to talk about it on, on our previous show, Directional, and also I needed to write for, for the site and it was awful because I wanted to really follow the, the three announcements. So what I wanted to ask you or maybe talk about with the, with, the, uh, with the Oculus Rift, you still need a PC to play uh, Oculus games. So there's going to be a retail version of the Oculus Rift that you can buy. But when you buy the Oculus, there's, it's not like it's an all-in-one solution. You need to plug the Oculus into a PC. So it's just for people who have gaming PCs. Is so basically, not us. Not a Mac. Not, not a Mac, because like I saw uh, the article on Polygon. It's still not clear if, if it'll be uh, available on the Mac, but chances it won't be. So it's just a gaming PC. I feel like, there's, like it's a pretty big obstacle for a lot of people. Like to say you want to experience, uh, you know, the Oculus VR, which is, you know, amazing and advanced and whatever we're leading the way, but you need a PC. They're probably just, at least at this first version, though, just targeting 
people that own gaming PCs, though, right? I can't imagine that their goals are like, we're going to hit every gamer in the world with this. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of maybe like an Apple Watch situation. You need an iPhone to have an Apple Watch. You need a PC to have an Oculus. It's just like another case of an accessory meant to kind of enhance your experience. Yeah, because Uh, the market is big enough to make money from. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's millions of people who, buy, who have gaming PCs. I just feel like I'm super curious to about this, but it won't be for me. I'm sure I'll go to GameStop and, and just, you know, be there to try the Oculus. And I, I won't buy one. I'll just try it at the, the local demo station. If, if they are available for the Mac, like if it does work on the Mac. Um, you can buy one. Because I, will, you have I, will buy one. I will buy one. Yeah. Can't you can't you like install Boot Camp on your Mac Pro? Yes, in theory I can do all in of theory, that. In theory, in theory you can do that. I don't want to buy a copy of Win- of Windows. Because mm-hmm. I might <laughs> as well then just buy a gaming PC. Well, them. Windows 10 will be like free, I think. It's only free if you own a previous version of Windows. Don't you own a previous version of Windows? Like recent. Oh, I think I own a copy of Windows XP. Yeah, I think I actually think it might be free to XP users. I feel like it's no, not, but see, it might be. I can. I, I will give you a copy of Windows 10. <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry. Um, so, to sum up, there's going to be a retail version. We don't know the details yet. You will need a, a PC to play Oculus games. Personally, I just feel like something like Project Morpheus by Sony, you know, as an accessory to the PlayStation, uh, will be much more accessible for people like me. Which, by the way, there's uh, 22 million people like us, Mike. Sony announced last week uh, they sold 22 million PS4s. It's kind today. of insane how how many they sold. Um, yeah. I, I, do we do we have Xbox One numbers to compare to? Uh, I haven't seen any recently, but yeah. basically the whole way along, um, Sony have outsold. Yeah. Yeah. The the PS4 is going really well. Like. A, just this is just my my personal uh, experience, but I keep running into people here, friends who buy a PlayStation Four, which was unusual because until a few years ago, people were like, "Yeah, but I, I I don't think I'll buy the next PlayStation. I I can keep my PS3, my Xbox 360, and um, these days I just play on the iPad." You know, I run into so many people like like this, and instead. So many of those people that I know actually bought a PS4. So I think Sony did a pretty good job with the marketing, in spite of the lack of games. I was so going to say, like, I don't know what people are actually buying the console for, but, yeah. but it's got to be stuff like FIFA, Call of Duty, right? Probably GTA Five, yeah. I guess. That's what's selling uh, it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's pretty huge success so far. So, so Microsoft haven't provided any new shipment numbers since November. November. November was the last time they provided numbers. Mm, that's not good. They didn't. They didn't provide numbers after the holiday season. That's so, usually a bad sign. Yeah, in November they said ten million. Mm. Yeah, they must be far behind. Um, Mike, moving on. Green Fandango. Why are we talking about Green Fandango today? Because it randomly came out on iOS a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy the game on iOS? I d- I have bought it because I want to try it out again. Um, because I expect that it will be easier to play 
on a touchscreen device. On the PS Vita was kind of clunky. We talked about this. It was kind of weird to play on the Vita. Well, because they kind of bolted on, like, D-pad and, like, uh, analog stick movement, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the game was originally a point-and-click. Yeah. So it makes more sense on 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 a on a touch display in theory. So I didn't buy the game on iOS because I still need to finish the game on my Vita. So you know I didn't want to spend any more money on games that I already own and haven't finished. Um, Am I, I right mean, in that the game was originally a point and click? I I'm gonna say yes because it was on PC. But maybe I maybe it's all wrong right now. I don't know if it had movement, like if you moved around or not, but. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say they they did some new controls for the Vita. We talked about this. There was like the, the analog stick was a new thing on the Vita for the PlayStation remake. Uh have you have you started the game on, on iOS? No. Okay. But from looking at the screenshots, it looks like it's just point and click. So I expect that to be easier. So that's why I assume that it is. Cool. So Mike, uh, the next link. Um, as uh, attached to it, one of those stories that you and your family like so much. And this time is like, it's pretty deep and real. So the actual news is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is coming back. Uh, Version 5, it'll be be out on on, on, uh, current generation consoles and also on the 360 and PS3. Whole new game, Game Informer as a cover story in this month's issue. Uh, I suppose we will see more videos and screenshots soon. Uh, it's it's a reboot of the series, you know. Uh, have you have you, did you did you play any uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games before, Mike? I played all the Pro Skaters and I played a oh, bunch of the other ones wow. as well. Really? Yeah. Uh, I knew you liked skating, you know, because of Oli Oli. Didn't know you were such a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, fan. Huge Tony Hawk's fan. Yeah, I played a bunch of, like, the other ones that they made, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, underground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, so, the story. Okay. Of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, began on the PlayStation, right? On the first PlayStation. and Or maybe it was the PlayStation 2. No, it was the first PlayStation. No, and it, was eventually, the, it was the first PlayStation. Because play, yeah. uh, THPS 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, uh, that was on the PlayStation, I think, the original. Yeah, and eventually they moved on to the PlayStation 2, which was about when the Dreamcast was also available on the market. And, and I mentioned this because it's relevant to this story. So when... Um, so when I was younger, um, when my when my parents uh, met, so uh, my biological father died when I was like three months old, and I never got to know him. So I the, did not know this. You didn't? You've never told me that. I I'm pretty sure I did. No, oh, I would yeah. remember a fact like that. I have never heard this. Oh yeah, yeah. He passed uh, away when I was uh, three months old. I mean, I know it's kind of like it was so long ago, but I'm sorry to hear that. Oh yeah. The, Thank you, but it's no big deal. I never actually knew him. So yeah, your dad um, is your dad. But my dad is my dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I got to know my dad when I was uh, five or six. I was six. Uh, so my parents met in Viterbo uh, through you know uh, friends in common. And um, so in the first few weeks when my dad was dating my mom, um, of course I didn't understand the concept of dating. You know. And so my mom kept saying that she was going out with a new friend, and 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 in my in my in my in my mind I thought okay I guess that's cool mom as friends, 
And so th this guy, uh, this was 20 years ago. Uh, so this guy keeps coming to our house to have coffee, like after lunch, and he talks to me. And, I, and I'm like, boop, boop. like, I get it. There is a new friend of mom, but why does he keep coming over? And so, like, one day, um, he just, uh, no, this was actually a couple of years later. So, um, he, I think the first time he tried to buy me a video game and it was for the Super Nintendo. And he actually bought the, like as a gift, he wanted to impress me and he bought me a video game and it was a, some kind of Super Nintendo game. And, and I remember I wasn't super impressed with the game. Uh, I could, I cannot remember what the game was. I just remember that it was a kind of terrible game and I never, I never told him because, you know, I didn't want to make him feel bad because he was so nice to buy me a video game because he knew that I liked video games. So a few years later, <laughs> when they, uh, so this was uh, 1999, I guess. Um, he wanted to, he wanted to, maybe 1998, he wanted to buy me another video game. So he never bought me any more video games uh, because in the process, you know, when, when he moved in and, and we started living together, he kind of grew opposed to video games because he knew that, you know, it's one of those old fashioned uh, parents that believe that video games make you stupid. So after the first Super Nintendo game, he never bought me any more video games. So one day my dad comes to pick me up at school and he's like, look in the back, there's a gift for, there's a gift for you. And so he bought me a copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the Dreamcast. I didn't have a Dreamcast. Oh yeah, no, you have told me that story I, about I, the look in the look in the in the trunk or whatever. Yeah, uh, no, that was the PlayStation. Look in the trunk. Oh. Uh, he bought me. This is after he bought me a PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to impress me with a game for the PlayStation. So. Uh, he basically went to the mall. So he bought you a Dreamcast game. <laughs> at the mall. I believe he just he just believed that there's just one type of video game, yeah, right? It's the so video he, game machine. It's the, the exactly. So <laughs> he just went to the video game shelf and he just looked at the covers, I guess, and he and he saw the, the skater guy and he thought that that was kind of cool. And he just picked up the game for the Dreamcast. And he, when he when he came picking up at cool he was, he was all proud and happy you know to give me a video game and he gives me this video game and i look at the cover and it's tony ox pro skater two or three i don't remember for the dreamcast and, and so this time i actually told him and you know it's like thank you but you know you picked the wrong game for you know i don't have this console and I remember he was so sad and so disappointed. I actually never exchanged the game because I felt so bad for telling him that he, that he picked the wrong game. I just kept it. I just kept the game. Well, what did... And, but isn't that... I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Well, because you'd... Like, if you would have just... Hmm. Because it, then you've wasted his money, right? Yeah, but... I get why, and see, I would have got that, like, if you would have said, like, you know, he bought me it and I didn't want to tell him, right? So mm -hmm. you kept it. But, like, considering you then already knew, surely, okay. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I was maybe nine or ten, and I remember, like, the, the, the first time, like, 
my dad buying me a video game at that point was a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. And because it was like, he was trying to accept my hobby. So I, in those couple of minutes, I debated telling that the game was for the wrong console. And I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell him. And I told him and he was really sad. He was like, oh, really? Like, okay. Like he stopped talking. I could feel that he was really sad that he wanted to do a nice thing, a nice thing for me, and he and he got it wrong, and I just I don't know I got emotional at that point. Uh, I never told my mom that the game was wrong. Maybe he did, uh, but anyway, I just kept the game. I still have the game, no. and I, and then I never exchange it. I don't know. I just whenever I see news about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I remember the Dreamcast game. It was so nice that he bought me a video game, you know? Yeah. It is. I just love that you told him and then kept it. Like, yeah, I love because that. I didn't expect the reaction. Are you sure you uh, didn't? Because you'd just be like, we'll just go exchange it. Yeah, I was expecting him to say like, yeah, we'll just go there together. You know, it would be nice. We go together, we, we exchange a game. And he said he just felt, he, just, he, he was just sorry. It was just sad, and I felt sad in the, as, a, as a consequence of that. So I just kept the game. I was like, oh, don't worry, it's fine. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. And I assumed that he didn't know that there's no way to play a Dreamcast game on a PlayStation. So maybe he assumed that, that, I, that I figured it all out, it. Yeah. that I could fix it. And, and, you know, instead, I just kept the game. So are you excited for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5? I am. I am. Uh, uh, this time I will buy it myself for the PlayStation 4. So I've seen people like saying that the world's coming to an end because the game says that that there are some uh, missions where you'll be able to fire projectiles. Hmm. Have you seen this? Like People on Twitter and stuff are like freaking out about it because they think that it means we're going to get Tony Hawk's uh, first-person shooter game. But I think that the quote from Game Informer is, the game weds the series' finely tuned gameplay with new additions such as power-ups and the ability to shoot projectiles for specific missions. I don't know why that upsets people. I don't know. Like, I imagine you could throw things at people to knock them off their skateboards, which was something that's been in other games. Like, I don't know why that makes people freak out, but it does. But I'm... I mean, because also in the article, what I think people choose to ignore when they see that is like the whole article is talking about how they're going back to the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater name because it's going back to the series old kind of gaming roots. Mm-hmm. But people see that and they're like, oh, it's terrible. Game's going to be just terrible. Um, when they have like as as much information as that, them also saying the game is going to be exactly the game you want it to be. Um, yeah, people on Twitter are really uh, quick in, in having judgments on, on everything, basically. But the majority of people that I'm seeing freak out about it are other game developers, like indie game devs. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't really understand you guys. Like, I just don't get it. Why don't we just wait? Well, there's, um, you know, it's the whole maybe uh, indie developers versus AAA games. Uh, you're You're not making the perfect game that we want you to make. Because yeah, we're the of... only ones that know how to make the game. <laughs> no, maybe there's a bit of bias. That's what I know? mean. Like that's that's the thinking. Like you know, you're not making the right game here. We'll see when it when when, when is it coming out? Uh, I actually don't think it says. 
There's no release date. Well, we can assume that we will yeah. we will get a demo or a trailer at E3. Yeah, E3 is going to be. They're going to show up there. Um, awesome. Oh, uh, later this year with PS3 and Xbox 360 versions coming later. Okay, so basically next year. Yeah, probably Q1 of because 2016. Because <laughs> every no game one, gets delayed. Yeah, days. no one can keep to to schedule no, anymore. No, no, no. So it's next year, Tony Express Skater Five. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, Mike. Uh, do we have to take a break now? Yeah, we should. Cool. This week's episode of of uh, Virtual is brought to you by Igloo, the internet you'll actually like. We all invest in the latest, sleekest devices. If you're going to do that, you don't want to be using it to stare at an internet that was looked like it was built in the 90s, and this is where Igloo can help you. Not only can Igloo be customized to look exactly the way that you want, but with its responsive design, it's automatically optimized for any device you're using, including the iPhone, the iPad, the Mac, any any device, any screen size, because it has responsive design built right in. And just like all of your favorite devices, Igloo helps you do your best work. You can share files, coordinate calendars, provide status updates, and manage your projects. Igloo is not just for your traditional internet stuff like HR policies and expense forms. It also lets you help to work together better with the people that you work with from wherever they are, wherever you are, you can all work together seamlessly. Igloo's most recent release, Viking, revolves around the way that you use and interact with and manage documents, gather feedback, and make changes. They've added the ability to even read critical information, so to track who has read critical information, and to keep everyone on the same page. It's kind of like read receipts in your email. I said read receipts, Federico, because I've always said read receipts, and the other day I heard somebody say read receipts, and I don't know which one it is. Yeah, I always say read receipts, and I kind of know it's wrong. I don't know why I say read receipts either. I, I think it's read receipts. It makes I get why you'd say right because you see who's read it, not who's read yep. it. Uh, but it, I've always thought it was read receipts, and then the other day I heard somebody say read receipts, and and I, and it kind of freaked me yeah, out in my brain. I'm the same. Yeah, exactly. Because when you say it out loud, it makes more sense to say read rather than read. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you think of the color red. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> red receipt. <laughs> That's all I have for that. If your company has a legacy internet that looks like it was built in the 90s, you should be giving Igloo a try. Igloo understands that love doesn't just happen overnight. So if you sign up right now, you can try out Igloo for free of any team of up to 10 people for as long as you want. Sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash virtual. Thank you so much to Igloo for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Mike, have you ever wanted to shoot cars from a gun? Not like today. Like it was not a, a specific thing that I felt like I needed to do today. Well, if you if you if you have the time, you should check out the GTA Five mod. Uh, so there's a very vibrant uh, modding community for GTA Five, and yeah, someone... it's out on the PC now. So yeah. it's you know. People are going money make... crazy. And I've, I've yeah. seen this, actually. I've seen GIFs it's of amazing. this for the last week or so. So I think the name is maybe Car Cannon uh, or something. So it's, it's a gun that shoots cars and vehicles in general. And there's a couple of videos uh, on, on Kotaku. Uh, it's amazing and crazy. And my gosh, people can come up with so, so <laughs> crazy ideas. You know, with enough time. Give people on the internet enough time and a modding tool, and they will make the, the, the crazes of crazes of things. Like, take a look at the video. You can shoot trucks 
you can you can you can cause like a giant mess by shooting cars from different types of guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, it's incredible. So it has like the minigun and like a sniper rifle. The sniper rifle gun. makes it makes a gun like uh, makes a car go uh, further, you know, mm-hmm. and and explode it with a big in the distance. It's amazing. So what I like about about the modding community, for especially for like GTA Five and stuff like that, is like you know you mentioned a modding tool. There is no modding tool like. People just like with GTA Five, they 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 hack the code and and, and work oh, out yeah. things and create yeah. stuff. But like so the reason I said that wasn't to correct you; it was to the idea of like there are there are two different there are two different things that have to happen to somebody to create something like this. They have to have an idea and then find out if they can do it, or they take a look in like the code base, see what's available for them. And then come up with an idea, and and those two things together is kind of magical to me because you have to have a crazy enough imagination that you can either come up with an idea and see if you can do it, or see what's available and then come up with a crazy idea for it. Like who thought? I know what I'll do. I will make a gun that can shoot cars. <laughs> like, like why? What's Where? The thought process <laughs> exactly. behind that? That's what I love about it. That is what I love about it because I've seen other ones like changing to different characters like you can play as like a donkey or a gorilla or a chimpanzee because they're, they're those are like character models that are in the game and it's like yeah that makes sense right you can kind of see how you could just that's an easy one to think up right change yeah. change your character but i saw this and it was like this is just so beautiful in its own little way yeah i kind of want to play this but i don't have a pc so yeah you know we just can watch the videos mm-hmm. Mike, this one is from your land, from the UK. Okay. Um, Kickstarter project for a spiritual successor to Banjo and Kazooie. You know, the N64 game from Rare. So this, uh, back in the day, Rare used to make this franchise, Donkey Kong Country, a very respected software house from the old Nintendo era. Uh, Now, many of those people are working on this new game, and I've been struggling to remember the name. I don't know why. It's called Yuka and Laylee. Oh, that's clever. Why? Yuka Laylee. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. A banjo and a kazooie. It's kazoo. Oh, you right? can... <laughs> you ukulele. Can... Ukulele. Oh. <laughs> I'm so dumb. So they've, they've, they're on Kickstarter at the moment. It's a $175,000 goal. They've raised £1.4 pounds with 40 so... days to go. So they've raised like $2 million. Oh my god. $2 million? Yeah. So I... Yeah, because it's like one point four million pounds, right? So it's actually more than that. It's it's probably closer to three million dollars, like two and a half million. I'm just thinking Nicolai. about it. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about the the wordplay? I because it wasn't. I hadn't heard of <laughs> the name. <laughs> no, I hadn't heard of the name. I hadn't even heard of this project at all until you, like twenty seconds ago. Oh, people on Twitter freaked out last week. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. Yeah. I've not been. I've not been a Twitter completionist recently. You haven't? No, I've been letting it go a bit more. Let it go. Because weirdly, I have less time to read Twitter than, than I used to. Like, and I found that since I quit my job. Because you, when I when I worked at... at a like, serious business person. Yeah, because then it was just like I would try and get out of work by reading Twitter. So I would just read Twitter all the time. But now it's like I... <laughs> yeah. 
the work that I do, I want to do it, and I kind of have to do it. Yeah. You know? But what is this going to be on? Like what this is gonna be on this is gonna be on 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 all consoles on PC. Uh, it's gonna be on PlayStation Four, Xbox Xbox One, Nintendo Wii U. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is gonna be on Steam. See, and- when I see a project like this on Kickstarter, right, I want to support it, but I don't see why I would. I'm just gonna wait until it comes out and then I'll just buy it because it's like it's an October 2016 de- estimated delivery date. Oh yeah, you're gonna wait a long time. So I'm not I, gonna back it on Kickstarter because it probably won't come in October 2016. It'll probably come in April 2017, right? Because you know, man, that's a long delayed. time away. So it's like I don't, I don't want to put the money down now because as well they got the money that they need in theory or that they need more. But I mean, they're already up to their like today. Probably they'll meet their final stretch goal. So they're they're doing pretty good. Yeah, well. I guess you need to care enough about the developers and the projects and the project to be involved with like receiving uh, backer updates, you know, reading the blog and getting maybe early builds of the game, you know, that kind of stuff. Otherwise, if you if you if you're like, yeah, I'm happy that they're making the game, but I'm just going to wait. That's fine because, you know, they got the money. So anyway, the game oh, itself. Just quickly, I want to address a question in the chat room from Sadio. Yeah. Um, he asked or she. Uh, if if I issue all kinds of video game pre-orders, and no, I don't. I I pre-order video games when I know that they're coming out on a certain time. Like I don't pre-order a video game now that's going to be coming out like in twenty sixteen. Like it just doesn't make sense to me to do that. And yeah. this Kickstarter campaign is fine. I don't particularly desire any of the additional uh, things that you get for for back in the project. I'm just interested in checking out the game. So I will wait now to see because because they don't need my money in theory if you know if they follow the Kickstarter correctly. Um and they just ask for what they need, although nobody ever does that, but you know, like I will now wait to see the game come out and then see reviews of the game because I could be putting down money for a game that, that might end up sucking. Because I do and I have backed Kickstarter projects even for video games before where I've felt that I'm really interested in this game and it might not happen without me because they're like smaller, but this mm. is fine. Like I don't need to give money for this one for it to exist in theory. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And I the don't... same, like, so Jordan's asking about early access on Steam. With early access, I get the game, right? So I can start playing it. So again, I've done that. But like with this Kickstarter, it's like October 2016, in theory, is when it's going to come. And if they end up doing an early access, then maybe I'll, cu- I'll chuck in some money then. But I can't see anything about that. But like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like going crazy for it. Yeah, I don't pre-order video games either i just wait but again I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a friend who owns a video game shop you know so usually just can reserve a copy for me and i'm sure that on the release day i will just go there and i will have the game i'm not i'm not i'm never been huge on the whole uh, amazon pre-order thing for video games you know i i don't know why because maybe in my mind when i want to buy a physical copy of a game i go to my friend when i want to buy a digital copy there's no point in pre-ordering unless you get a big discount you just wait until the release date and then you download the game you know yeah there was one other thing i wanted to mention with this because you mentioned that like about rare and banjo kazooie do you know that do you know where the banjo kazooie game came from um in which way? So this is from a Did You Know Gaming about Donkey Kong. Oh, no, um, tell me. 
so Rare were developing Donkey Kong for N64, mm. and they got taken off the project. So they turned Donkey Kong 64 into Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, yeah. I think I remember this story. Yeah. It was in yeah. the Did You Know Gaming for Donkey Kong. I'll put that link in the show notes for people. But, yeah, so that's where that comes from. Right. Nice uh, nice story, Mike. You know me? You are an information resource. I today. am. I am. <laughs> so in this game, uh, help me here with the, with the spelling. Is it chameleon in English? Yeah, chameleon, yeah. Chameleon. So you play as a chameleon and a bat, and those are you know you kind of lately, and it's the same like dual uh, mechanic. There's two characters. You can make them collaborate, and each one of them has a unique skill set. Uh, the chameleon can use you know its tongue to like a, as a grappling hook, uh, and the bat of course can fly and and help you like move across uh, platforms and big jumps. Uh, it looks like a very colorful, uh, again, Benjamin Kazooie kind of <laughs> successor. Uh, it's, it looks like a rare game on a modern console. Like the, the, the current screenshots and videos, you can tell that it's super early because what you see today in the Kickstarter page, those are screenshots and videos from, from uh, three months of uh, development time. So it's, it's, you can see that like, the environments could use a little bit of work, uh, but it looks really colorful. I think the characters are really cute. I didn't know, I didn't know about the wordplay. Now I get it, the ukulele. And so we're, we're excited officially about the return of these people making this type of video games. I think we need more colorful, old school 3D platformers on, on current consoles. I miss this type of video game. So I'm happy. I'm happy that this is coming. Maybe in, in, in the remote future, but it is coming eventually. Two years from now. But, you know, yay. Yeah. Um, so the next one is one of those articles that I read every once in a while and that I want to, to bring to your attention, Mike, and to our listeners, of course. Uh, does Metroid have a future? This is the question asked by Jeremy Parrish at the excellent US Gamer, also excellent article by Jeremy, which, uh, you know, one of my fav- favorite video game writers. Uh, we, and by we, I mean I, in this case, I talk about Metroid uh, very frequently. I'm a huge fan of the series, which Nintendo kind of abandoned. Uh, there's, there, there hasn't been a new Metroid game since Other M for the Nintendo Wii, which is kind of like the worst game in the entire Metroid franchise because Nintendo wanted to try something new. There was, there was a couple of interesting ideas there, but they handed the development off to Team Ninja and they kind of made Samus all emotional and stuff. And they, they tried to have a third person perspective with, you know, fights in third person view. Kind of didn't work. It was an awful game. And a lot of Metroid fans were, were sad. But does the series have a future? For the past couple of years, Nintendo, Nintendo fans like me have been asking, is Nintendo ever going to make a new game uh, set in the Metroid universe for the 3DS and the Wii U? And rumors just ahead of E3 next month and again, are again going around like crazy that Nintendo is going to announce a new Metroid game. And Nintendo, on it, on it, you know, from its own standpoint, they, they did kind of play with us, you know, by sneaking in references here and there in the Nintendo Direct. I remember Reggie uh, wearing a Metroid pin maybe a few months ago. So Nintendo likes to tease fans in 
this way. And uh, according to the rumors, the last time that Nintendo was kind of teasing people in this way, we ended up getting the long-awaited Majora's Mask remake. So there's hope, you know. We always have hope in general, uh, and we, we do have hope for Metroid. But the questions asked by, by Jeremy Parrish are interesting because it tries to analyze the flaws and, 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 and like the, the great aspects of Metroid from a pure uh, business and um, gameplay perspective. Does the series has, have a future as a, as a business for Nintendo? Can you make money out of Metroid? Is it possible to make a new Metroid game set in the same universe, considering how Nintendo nicely wrapped up the entire storyline of Samus and Metroid uh, many, many years ago? Go read the article. There's a really, really good thoughts on Metroid here. Uh, Mike, have we told people where they can find the show notes? Do you know what? I don't think we have. Yeah, I think we should. We should tell people. They are at relay.fm slash virtual slash 37 or in your podcast app, player, software of choice. Yeah. Yeah, we always, we, we do like software app of choice, you yeah. know. That's, a, that's, a, that's very nice. I like all of my software apps to be of my choosing. Yeah, of course. Um, I so really want to. Let's take I a really break. want a new Metroid game, Mike. Oh, okay. Give me a new Metroid game. <laughs> I need a new Metroid game. Oh, actually, no. Let's do this next thing first. I'm sorry for making you scream that at me. Uh, <sighs> let's finish. Let's finish this link. We've got one more link. So let's finish the links and then we'll take a break. Yes, I need to. I need to move on from Metroid. <laughs> you thought you had to say it quickly. You That's couldn't upset. say it at all. I just want a new Metroid game. Why can't I have a new Metroid game? That's Be- just just wrong. You because know, because the we- longer they make you wait, the more you want it. No, it's it's a tor- it's a torture, Mike. It's it's just a sadistic approach to. Uh... Anyway, speaking of frustrations, and Nintendo, they know that people are upset about Amiibo. Have you have you have you noticed people being upset about Amiibo, Mike, on Twitter? I've I have come into contact with that with them with, that feeling. with them. Yes, yeah. and so. Nintendo and Amiibo, they didn't expect Amiibo to be so successful. There's millions of people who are buying Amiibo figurines, and there's so many people that want to collect them all. The problem is that Nintendo didn't uh, build all these Amiibo. I'm pretty sure we are, we are at uh, like wave uh, three or four. They didn't make the same amounts of all figurines. So there's a, in the US, for instance, uh, the, the Marth figurine from Fire Emblem is basically non-existent. I managed to buy one in Italy at GameStop. I posted a picture and a few Nintendo people that followed me were like, you're so lucky. So I'm pretty happy about my Marth purchase. But um, I, you know, When did you do that? Oh, many months ago. I like, don't, I thought you weren't going to buy any. You haven't been keeping tabs on my life lately. Effect- clearly not, effectively. I do have a Martha Amiibo. I have a, the GameCube uh, adapter for the Wii U. No, I remember I- when you got that. Yeah, man. There, my local GameStop in Viterbo has all this nice stuff that people on Twitter in America freak out about. And instead, you can just come to Viterbo and buy all the Amiibos. That's a perfect strategy. Um 
So Nintendo has obviously done some mistakes in the Amiibo shipments, in communicating with people. And they, uh, last week, a few days ago, they, uh, they wanted to reassure people about, you know, we, we will do better uh, with Amiibo. We'll increase the amount of Amiibo we manufacture. We will ship it again to retail stores. We will we'll, we'll get better at communicating with retailers and with our fans to tell them where they can find specific Amiibo. So... Basically, if you've been upset about Amiibo, rest assured, you will probably be able, according to Nintendo, to buy them again soon enough. And that's the last link for today. But still, I want a new Metroid game. I'm trying to find the picture of you with an Amiibo, and I'm not, I'm not doing very well. I will take a picture for you. Oh, yeah, you could just take a new one for me, can't you? Yeah, you know, I have an iPhone. You there's, a, there's an app for that, Mike. It's called the Camera App. Yes. <laughs> Let me just take a break and thank Squarespace for sponsoring this week's episode of Virtual. They are the only one platform that make it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code INSERTCOIN at checkout. Squarespace, build it beautiful. When it comes to giving yourself a place online, there is nowhere better than Squarespace. They give you all of the power that you need and take away all the things that you don't want to have to worry about, like hosting, scaling, or what to do if you get stuck with a problem. Squarespace have a fantastic, clean, simple, and beautiful user interface that allows you to create pages really simply and really easily. You can drag and drop like uh, little things around the page. They call them little blocks, and you're able to set up different. Uh, you can put like markdown blocks and image blocks and galleries and all kinds of fantastic functionality which is super simple to do you just enable the ones that you want and drag and drop them around the pages they have fantastic really beautiful templates that allow you to create customize and create your squarespace site to look just the way that you want they even have something that they call the cover page this allows you to create a single page website with just with just a couple of clicks it has all the power of a full square squarespace site um, so you can you can maybe set one up as uh, an intro page or maybe you just want to set up a website which just is one page you know you want something nice and simple maybe like a portfolio type deal or like a an about type website you know or maybe just a simple page for your business you could do that with a cover page. This is all built on top of the great stuff that Squarespace has with their platform throughout, like their Getty image support that allows you to create a great deal on awesome stock photography. They have their 24-7 support with live chat and email. They have teams located in New York, Dublin, and Portland who are there to help you. They have their commerce platform, which allows you to add a store to your Squarespace site, and they have so much more. They have their dev platform as well which allows you to push Squarespace even further and allows you to tinker with your website to your heart's content. If you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name, which will allow you to choose exactly what you want your website to be called, and Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. You can sign up for a free trial right now of no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure that you use the offer code insert coin or one word to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for virtual. Thank you so much to Squarespace for helping us out this week. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So, Mike. Yes. What we want to briefly discuss today is the fact that Nintendo, after four years, has returned to annual profit. How have they done this? Like, what has happened? Because nothing has happened, right? 
Like, it's not like they released a new console. Do you know what I mean? Like, what has happened in the... Like, in, in, in recent times that has put well, them into this point? the 3DS has been selling oh, yeah, nicely. Yeah, um, yeah. Software sales helped, especially Pokemon, Mario Kart 8 on the on the Wii U. And on the 3DS, uh, Super Smash Brothers has sold uh, almost doubled, I think, than Super Smash for the Wii U. Uh, so portable, the portable uh, business has helped Nintendo return to profit. And I guess also, you know, le- fewer costs in, 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 in you know, uh, making the consoles like they can make them cheaper now and they can sell them for, you know, for more uh, margins. And also the, there's a, the new 3DS maybe helped Nintendo in Japan and, and in the US. So it's primarily driven by the portable aspect of the company and strong software sales, of course. And still, the numbers, if you look, so basic, basically, Nintendo has posted an annual profit of about $350 million dollars. Which is not bad, you know, especially when it's compared to negative growth for the past annual, for the past four years. So still, the numbers when you compare them to the previous generations of uh, the Wii, the Wii U, uh, the Wii and the DS, uh, they're still kind of bad. I mean, uh, Nintendo has sold 52 million total units of the 3DS compared to a lifetime of 154 million million units of the DS. And the Wii U has so far sold 9.5 million units compared to 22 million units of the PlayStation 4, for example. Um, In the past 12 months, actually, Nintendo has sold just over uh, 3.6 million Wii U's worldwide. So the Wii U is struggling. Luckily, Nintendo can still make good software. And, you know, Mario Kart 8, Super Smash on the 3DS and the Wii U, which, you know, in hindsight, we can tell that the two versions was a good idea um, because a lot of people bought Super Smash on the, on the, on the 3DS. And in the coming year, Nintendo expects to continue making a profit, uh, and they're going into the next fiscal year with Fire Emblem coming to the 3DS, and Splatoon, Yoshi's Holy World, and Mario Maker for the Wii U. So this is my first thought. This is not enough of a lineup for the next year. Uh, for sure, there needs to be more, you know, big, big name games coming. Because I mean, Fire Emblem, okay. That's it from Nintendo on the 3DS this year. I bet we will get some kind of announcement at E3 for games for the holiday season because there's basically nothing at this point for the holiday season on yeah, the that, 3DS. That's uh, like the Wii U sucks worse though. Yeah. <laughs> well, Splatoon is a new game, is a new IP. Uh, it, it looks very nice, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but it's not enough. I agree. And you know, Yoshi's Woolly World and Mario Maker; those are kind of like minor games. Ma- Mario Maker is a mini game, right? It is a, it is not a, a game. It is not a full game. That is like it's not a mini game. That is a that is a downloadable game. That is you know you cannot Nintendo cannot put Mario Maker in their earnings call. Like, that is... It could be the most... For all we know, it could end up being the most successful game Nintendo has ever made. But that is... uh, It doesn't feel like enough of a game to be pinning your holiday season on. No, no. For sure. I I want to believe that there's going to be some kind of 
you know, enhancements at uh, E3. You know, maybe even for remastered versions of GameCube games or Wii games, whatever, just give people something for the holiday season, you know? Mm. I mean, they already did Wind Waker HD. Maybe they will they will do more GameCube games. I don't know. But there needs to be something for people in the holiday season, not just Fire Emblem. And which Nintendo we don't even expected know. at E3 this year? There's going to be a direct. Is that if they said that? Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't think they said that yet. But there will be one for sure. I mean, yeah. they do need to do something. That oh, there'll definitely be a direct. I just wondered if they were going to do a presentation this year. Probably not. I don't know. I haven't seen any news about it. There was more. I mean, looking back, I mean, they probably should have done. Well, they could have done one last year. It ended up they actually didn't need to. I don't think. I would be surprised if we ever saw them again at E3 Never. in that yeah. in that sort of capacity because the directs do a perfectly good job. Yeah, I mean, last year was fine. We got a lot of news, but they do need to have a direct and they do need to give people something for the holiday season, especially on the 3DS, you know, because there's like nothing from Nintendo for at least that I can remember besides Fire Emblem, which is coming out in Japan. But we don't know about we don't know about the, the US for the holiday season, actually. I mean, I'm expecting to hear some information about their next hardware at E3. Because they've already said that they're working on something. Now, and I know it's probably a couple of years away, but if you've said you're working on something, like you've you've not not just like oh like you know, you've you've said it, like you've said you have told us now you're working on something, you have to tell us something would be my feeling. But. It's very it's a very risky uh thing to do because any time every time you announce you're working on a future hardware, you're gonna you're gonna not kill but put in serious question the performance of the current hardware. So if they say, we're going to make a new 3DS, how many millions of people won't buy a 3DS by Christmas because they know that a new one is coming? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What's interesting is that the Wii U is actually struggling in Japan. So in the homeland, uh, they went from uh, basically half the units, kind of, from uh, 890,000 units to just above half a million units of the Wii U, which is interesting. And this Kotaku uh, article argues that uh, it's big, all, Nintendo you know, is making smartphone games uh, with Dina, and for sure the, the fact that the smartphone games have become huge in Japan has to play some kind of role in this, you know? Because Nintendo sees that the Wii U is struggling in, in, in its own country, and smartphone... You know, Japan has always been important for Nintendo to maintain also, not just from a business perspective, but I, I, I believe from a cultural standpoint, they want to make games for their own people. And be, smartphone games are have become huge in Japan, you know? Uh, we've talked about uh, many of these successes from, from the App Store and from the Google Play Store. So it'll be interesting to see what Nintendo exactly wants to do on smartphones. We didn't get any news today. Uh, I suppose that we will get some news at E3 with, with a direct, with the smartphone games. That will be interesting to see uh, what Nintendo is actually up to with Dina. The other news from today is that Nintendo has teamed up with the Universal uh, Company to make theme parks with Nintendo attractions, 
which is incredible to think about. It will be probably many years from now, but we will be able to go to a Nintendo theme park. My the way someday. that I took it, and probably they they will have Nintendo rides inside of Universal theme parks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be like a Nintendo section, whatever. Nintendo Land, like they have Harry Potter World or whatever. The actually real life Nintendo Land. They probably will call it Nintendo Land. That's how what well, I, I would expect that they call it Nintendo Land, and it is yeah. just Nintendo Land, and then Nintendo Land as a game franchise lives past its first iteration. Yeah, that and they give my you a free copy of. They give you a free copy of Nintendo Land no. when you go there. No, they just. I saw somebody. I think it was Alexa Ray Korea joke about this earlier, but I expected it to happen. Like there will be specific amiibo you can only buy in the Nintendo theme park. <laughs> <laughs> and when, or maybe uh, they can copy Disney, and instead of the the magic wristband, you you go to the theme park and you tap your amiibo yep. on some. Kind of, on I wouldn't. Kind of... I, I fully expect <laughs> that to happen. Oh man, I want to go on a Nintendo ride someday. I've never been to a theme park, you know. So I wish amiibo wasn't kind of crappy. Do you have you do have amiibo figurines? I have right? one. One. Like Although me. I I have another one on the way. Yeah, I I think I feel like I I need to experiment with amiibo more. You know, there's a bunch of new features that you can try with Mario Kart Eight, and soon enough with Splatoon. I, I I'm guessing that I can use my Marth figurine with code name Steam, which by the way is out in Europe, and, and I'm still gonna buy. I need to I need to do some kind of a amiibo walkthrough and, and see what what's up. Just quickly, like the, we're gonna get to Splatoon, but the amiibo support in Splatoon is quite cool. Like you get different missions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's quite yeah. smart. But yeah, you you didn't ask what amiibo I have on the way because I said I, I have another one on the way. Oh, which one? I bought the Yoshi. Oh, that's so nice. I couldn't not get it. Did you did you buy it from Amazon? No, I bought it from Nintendo. Oh yeah, because you you keep buying stuff from the Nintendo UK website. You get a really good deal. Yeah, like, yeah, you told me. Like you just just yeah, in general, like they 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 give they do good deals on the website. You always get stuff. Hmm. Yeah, so, I I need to buy I need to buy that amiibo too. It's just too cute. Plus, I I already have a, a Yoshi plush toy, so I feel like you know with the with the Yoshi amiibo, it'll be perfect. Steve of uh, Isometric, like he basically shouted at me in the Slack chat a couple of weeks ago to tell me that they were available for pre-order. So, so you I, just got one. I pre-ordered one. Yeah. See, you pre-order something, Mike. Yep. <laughs> just amiibo because you know otherwise well but this is the thing I pre-order this stuff because I know this game is coming out yeah, soon yeah, right? yeah, yeah. June, so let's talk June about 26th. Splatoon yeah let's, let's talk, talk about, about Splatoon, Splatoon. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the direct today I did I watched the whole thing so it's very nice my first impression very nice very like tons of features and, and like gameplay modes there's online yep. there's uh, you know there's different missions that you can go enemies bosses so many guns and special guns and like sub weapons it's it looked really great in the in the in, during the live stream. Uh, I suppose it'll it'll look very nice on the Wii U connected to a full HD TV. And there's amiibo support, which I'm not super into. Again, same same thing with the online multiplayer because of reasons that we talked about before. Because yeah, the difficult thing with the Splatoon amiibo the support, whilst it looks really good, um, I. I'm not interested in those characters. 
Yeah. Like, you know? it look, yeah, exactly. Like, there are new characters and I'm not super into them yet. So I'm going to buy the game. Play the, There's going to be, there's a, actually a demo that you can download right now. Yeah, but this but is so cannot, dumb. Yeah, you cannot play the demo offline on your own. You need to wait for, like, worldwide events. There are specific uh, window time, like time There's windows. a window time and you need to play online, uh, like, tomorrow and, I don't know, the second day. May 8th and uh, May 9th. Okay, so it's this weekend. You need to, you need to like check in at specific times for this uh, Nintendo event for Splatoon. But again, it looks really nice. It's a new franchise for, from Nintendo. They're investing heavily in this in this new game. Uh, I saw that even Nintendo of America changed their profile picture on Twitter to, to Squid. So it's, you know, it's very nice. Uh, the characters are cute, I guess. They're kind of, you know, hip and they, they want to be cool. Uh, the game is not the, the traditional shooter. I like the, the different mechanics and like the strategic approach uh, that they showed during the, the, the direct. I'm going to get this game. Uh, I pre-ordered it. <laughs> so you talked about pre-orders like, like they're nothing for you. Like no. you never pre-order games. And then in two minutes already no, no. to pre-order. That's why I wanted to clarify it. Like it's not about pre-ordering. Like backing Kickstarters for video games is a, is a tricky thing to do because... It's you're effectively pre-ordering it, but you don't know when you're gonna get it, and you don't know if you're gonna like it. And, but like, I looked at this video today, and I was like, that looks like fun. So I went on the Nintendo website, uh, and I I was I wanted to see if they had any of the amiibo packs, but like there was nothing that I was interested in, like price wise. But uh, I, so this is the thing: I ordered it for from the uh, from the Nintendo official store. I'm seeing how much it was now. Maybe it was like £35 or something, which is fine. Uh, and I got a free t-shirt. You see? Nice. Got a Splatoon t-shirt on the way. Nice. This is, you know, this is my point. You know, you could, you got to go for it because... Oh, now I actually see they're doing a pack with an Amiibo for like £10 more. No. Well, actually, <laughs> maybe I will do it. I don't know. Buy them all. BR BR Splatoon Pioneer. Okay, I'm gonna count. Get all I'm gonna the see. Amiibo. Get everything. Get the the deluxe version. I'm gonna see if I can cancel my order, and if I can cancel my order, then I'll I'll uh, I'll get okay. the, the the Amiibo version. Perfect, perfect. So that's about it. Profit for Nintendo Splatoon Direct. Very cool game. Make sure to check out the. Uh, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube and also a TV commercial. Very nice music in the game, by the way. Um. Yeah, it got, seems to have quite a heavy music focus. Yeah, yeah, very nice music. Again, it's a it's a new game. I'm I'm excited to see Nintendo try new stuff. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, Mike. Uh, which reminds me, I still need to play the DLC the, for Mario Kart. Tell you what, I'm gonna download the DLC right now. Is that cool with you, Mike? Yeah. So, oh, I've just requested cancellation of my order. Okay. That's very British of you to request Process, the cancellation. Yeah, processing cancellation, and now I'm just going to go ahead and get the uh, the version with the. So it, it wasn't uh, already dispatched to you. No, because it doesn't come out until like June, right? This game. Oh, right, right. Or like late May or something. Something like that. I don't know. I think it's late May. Probably. I don't know. I don't know what to go for here. I don't know what to go for pre-order so you're just buying them right now 
Yeah. Awesome. I wanted to get the one with the little squid dude, but they're all sold out. Mm. So I'm just going to buy one with... I'm going to get the squid girl. Wasn't there one with like three of them? Yeah, that's sold out. Oh, no. Yeah, get this get this squid girl. Because I think that's a cooler looking character. Yeah. Although I hope that the t-shirt is a unisex t-shirt, because otherwise I'm going to end up with the... Of a girl t-shirt, I guess. Well, you can just give that to your girlfriend. That's a good point. Although I'm buying a large and she's definitely not a large. Well, don't get a large then. No, but... Oh, that's a good point. Well, I'm going to go for it anyway. <laughs> this is released on the 29th of May. So I've just pre-ordered the Squid Girl Amiibo pack with a large t-shirt. Perfect. Sounds like a good plan. So I will soon have three Amiibo. I will have Mario, I will have Splatoon, and I will have Yoshi. Yoshi. It's going to be I'm great. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I want Yoshi too. I'm going to try to get Yoshi or call my friend in Viterbo and ask him to get me Yoshi. Hmm. Do it. Yeah. Okay, if you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash virtual slash 37. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Igloo and Squarespace. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time. Say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.